Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 178 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about wisdom. Let's dive in. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 5, James makes this statement. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men generously and without criticism, and it will be given to him. I don't know about you, but this is a time when we desperately need wisdom. I love the New Testament idea of wisdom. In the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8, Paul talks about the fact that God has given us the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. And I just love that idea that wisdom in this passage has this idea of the deep things of God. And what Paul is saying is that there's going to be this revelation. There's just going to be this insight, this unveiling of the deep things of God in your life. And I think it's a beautiful declaration in the book of James when James says, hey, if you're lacking wisdom, well, ask God and he gives it to you liberally. He just generously gives you his wisdom. Well, I've been pondering all that because I've been looking at a passage in Proverbs afresh, and I've just been deeply stirred and moved by this idea of wisdom. Now, the book of Proverbs, as you well know, is this book about the wisdom. What's neat is this idea of wisdom in the book of Proverbs is actually made into a character. It's like a person. In fact, in some translations, it's even capitalized. Now, just for clarity's sake, in the book of Proverbs, it's always referred to as a she. It's in the feminine. And the reason for that is in the Hebrew language, the word for wisdom is a feminine word. So it makes sense that if you're going to pursue wisdom, you go after her. But we know that ultimately Jesus is the fulfillment of the book of Proverbs, that he is the fullness of wisdom itself. That if you need wisdom, what you really need is Jesus, that he is the fulfillment of this idea of wisdom. But what I want to do is I want to read you a couple of passages in the book of Proverbs, just the first couple of chapters. And I want to poke at a specific passage 
that has just been greatly stirring in my own personal life. Now, the book of Proverbs starts off by saying this, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the king of Israel. And then Solomon makes this declaration. He says, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. When you look at that first couple of verses, this idea of to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, Solomon is talking about the heart behind the whole reason or the purpose of the book of Proverbs itself. Well, what is the whole book of Proverbs about? Well, it is to know wisdom and instruction, and it's to actually to understand the words of understanding. That it's more than just information. It's the gathering all the information and actually putting it into practice. It's more than just head knowledge. It's actually wisdom. It's understanding the information that you practically apply it into your life. And we're told down in verse seven, that it is the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of knowledge, but yet fools despise wisdom and instruction. So if you are not interested in wisdom and instruction, then the Bible calls you a fool. But what I want to look at is Proverbs chapter two with you. In Proverbs chapter two, it's talking about the value of wisdom itself. Now, again, I I think it's actually talking about Jesus, even though we are referring to wisdom. Now, there is still a measure of truth that wisdom itself is actually very valuable. But what we're really referring to is the one that wisdom points to, Jesus. So let me read this to you. And what's interesting in this passage in Proverbs chapter two is that we are given seven if statements. In the first four verses, we are told, if you do this, if you do this, then this is going to take place. So let me just read those first four verses with you. And I want you to hear these seven things that we are to do when it comes to wisdom. Chapter two starts, my son, if you will receive my words and hide my commandments within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding Yes, if you cry out for knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then, verse 5. So let me pause really quickly with you. There are seven key things that are mentioned in this statement. So let me just walk through them really quickly. And just as I make this list, I want you just to ponder your own personal life. Are you doing these seven things? Now, again, we're talking about the value of wisdom, or in this case, the value of Jesus. So again, here they go. Number one, if you receive my words. Number two, we are to hide my commandments within you. Number three, incline your ear to wisdom. Number four, apply your heart to understanding. Number five, cry out for knowledge. Number six, lift up your voice for understanding. And number seven, Seek wisdom and understanding as silver and search for her as hidden treasures. 
Now, those seven things I find really fascinating. We are to receive, hide, incline, apply, cry out, lift up, and seek wisdom. Now, let me apply this in a couple different ways. Again, yeah, we're talking about information and knowledge and wisdom in that sense. But again, I think it goes far beyond that. We are talking about God's word. We're talking about the word of God in text, the Bible, and we are ultimately talking about Jesus, the word of God in person. So let me go through that list again and just see if you're doing this in your own personal life. Do you receive his word? Do you hide his word within you? Do you incline your ear to his word? Do you apply your heart to understanding his word? Do you cry out for his word? Do you lift up your voice to understand his word? Do you seek the word as you would seek a treasure? Or let me go through it again, but in light of Jesus. Do you receive Jesus? Do you hide him in your life? Do you incline your ear to his voice? Do you apply your heart to him? Do you cry out for him? Do you lift up your voice to him? Do you seek Jesus as you would seek a hidden treasure? And the same way that we would do that with wisdom in this passage and see the value of wisdom, we're to have that with Jesus and his word. Now, what flows out of that is that there seems to be four key things that take place when you do those seven actions. And let me just give them to you. Verse five says, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So when I receive, hide, incline, apply, cry out, lift up, seek, then what I'm going to discover is that I'm going to understand the fear of the Lord. And remember, it is the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of knowledge. But I'll also find the knowledge of God because the Lord gives wisdom and out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Number two comes down in verse nine and it says, then you will understand righteousness and judgment and equity and every good path. So when I do those seven actions in my life, what I'm going to find is that I'm going to be understanding righteousness and judgment and equity, and I'm going to discover every good path. In other words, I'm going to find the way that I'm to walk in that God has set out before me. The third one begins in verse 10, and it says, When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you and understanding will keep you. And then it kind of does a two-part thing, and it begins to tell us what we're preserved or delivered from. In verse 12, it says that we'll be delivered from the way of the evil man, from the man who speaks perverse things. And then down in verse 16, we're told that we'll be delivered from the immoral woman. In other words, when we seek after wisdom and we experience the benefit of the wisdom, again, we're talking about the word of God and the word of God in person, Jesus, then what we find is that we'll actually be guarded, preserved, and delivered both from the evil man and the immoral woman. And in the book of Proverbs, when you follow the idea of the immoral woman, you find that this idea of lust and depravity and just the, the things of this world has such a grip upon a person's life but we actually will be delivered from such a lifestyle when we pursue wisdom. Then the fourth thing comes in verse 20, and it says, so that you may walk in a way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. So I find this passage in chapter two of Proverbs absolutely amazing. Again, if, there, if I do these seven things, if I 
receive his words, hide his commandments within me, if I incline my ear to wisdom, if I apply my heart to understanding, if I cry out for knowledge, if I lift up my voice for understanding, if I seek wisdom as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then I will experience four things. I will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. I will understand righteousness and judgment and equity in every good path. That when wisdom enters into my heart, it'll be pleasant to my soul. Discretion will preserve my understanding and it'll keep me and deliver me from the way of evil man, men, and the immoral woman. And I will find myself walking in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. I don't know about you, but what a huge benefit to walking in the way of the Lord, to pursue Jesus Christ. If I could perhaps say it in a different way, Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Rather, his delight is in the word of the Lord. And in his word, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf will not wither. And whatever he does will prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly will perish. I think the way that culture is going and the way that society is and all the craziness that is happening, it is more imperative than ever that we walk in the way of wisdom and experience wisdom's benefit. And again, we're not just talking about intellectualism and that kind of wisdom. Yeah, that's true. There's still incredible value in intellectual wisdom. But what we're talking about is the wisdom of God's word and wisdom of the person, Jesus himself. And remember, if you lack wisdom, ask God because he delights in generously giving you himself. Well, I hope that was an encouragement for you to press on unto Jesus Christ and experience the reality of what wisdom has to offer. Again, could I encourage you to take this season and pursue Jesus Christ afresh to get into his word and to delight yourself in him? Or as Proverbs says, would you receive him, hide him, incline your ear to him, apply your heart to him, Cry out for him, lift up your voice to him, seek him like you would seek a treasure. And what if we did that as we headed into this new season? Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a whole list of all that stuff I just walked through, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 178 for episode 178. And until next time, Know I am praying for you and cheering you on as you build your life around wisdom itself, Jesus Christ.